welcome to another episode of Dating or At Least Trying. My name is Alex Fiscatelli, and today I'm joined by... I'm Nate. This is my first... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... I feel like I'm I was, Nate. I feel like I was either doing a uh, like a Disney Channel introduction, yeah. or introducing myself. Like this at is Nate, AA. and you're listening to Dating Around the Trying. <laughs> no, it felt like you know what you know. Um, uh, do you remember Honey Boo Boo? Yeah. Do you remember when she was on Toddlers and Tiaras, and she's like, "I'm Alana, I'm six, and I'm a beauty queen." That's what you sound like. I'm Nate. <laughs> I'm six. Yeah, no, it felt like exactly the introduction to, like, a reality yeah. TV show or something. And I'm... No, you know when Hairspray, when he's like, and I'm Link. No. Okay, well, whatever. Either, <laughs> my musical way, friends will get it. My only introduction was going to be, this is my third time on the podcast. Yes. So I'm back in the running for most featured guest, and that's what really counts. Yeah, but I think I'm having Daisy again next week, because we're going to see a psychic. All right. Well, I'm, I'll jump out of that competition, even though it matters more now because this is now a world-ranked podcast. Yes, this is a world-renowned podcast. I don't know if you guys have seen, but I'm on the charts. It's so cool. Like, I'm on the charts, and, and this is in the relationship category, so it's not like I'm competing with, like, Joe Rogan or whatever, but, like, I'm a... I went on the charts in, I was in the Philippines. I'm out now. Oh, no longer there, that. sadly. But I am in Spain. I am in Great Britain. And I am in the United States. And it feels good. Yeah, it shows the progress. It's now like, have we done the full, like, this is the year of the podcast? Or? No, but I knew 23 was going to be a big year for me. Okay. So I think it's all really falling into place. My podcast, my um, career. It's all really coming together. Do you want to talk about the career stuff? Have you gone into that? I don't think I've gone into that, but today we're here to not talk about me. Well, it is about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I wanted to say one more thing. Um, I got my first one-star review on this podcast, and it was about the episode that we did together. Oh, I have a theory. I think it was the catfisher. I think he somehow heard the podcast (laughs) oh okay because yeah okay for the audience who doesn't know the episode that i got a one-star review on i mean they they did it for the whole podcast but the reason they gave me a one-star review is because the first ever episode that i did with nate and it was called i got catfish or something and met steve carell oh yeah i got catfish and met steve carell and of course i talked about the the um date i went on in la when i was living there that i got catfish and met steve carell and here's the thing, the, the, the review, the title of the review was just nah, which already is like, damn. And then the review said like, I had to listen to this girl talk, the host berate her date because he catfished her for having one year old pics. Um, and then he said it was awful. <laughs> and I'm like, that's it's so sad. fucking rude. And also like one year old photos that don't look like you anymore are definitely catfishing. So my theory, the reason I think it's the guy that you were talking about okay. is they took it so personally. You're like, right. But maybe it's just someone who's like, I have one-year-old pictures. Exactly. I think it was a man. Because here's the thing. Okay, so I, for the first time, and I know this sounds so bad because, like, I was a journalism major and I swear I support media, like, local media and, like, whatever. Especially Everyone's underpaid. They should be paid more. However, I will say I don't subscribe to any news outlets, but um, this news outlet called The Cut, they have this weekly 
column called um, Sex Diaries. And it's like someone will take their whole entire week and just like write a diary. So they'll be like, first day one, 8 a.m., I thought about, I don't know, fucking Steve Carell or like whatever they say. Like, and it's like they just highlight their whole week and then the, the cut publishes it. And I could only have like whatever, 10 free stories a month, but I was reading all of them and I'm, I've been reading them because I'm obsessed. Um, so I paid $30 a year to read them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in each one, it'll be like a normal, how a nor- like a woman will talk about like a guy she's seeing and another, she's still thinking about her ex. And it's very normal stuff, but I'll go and look at the comments afterwards and people are awful. It'll be like, like, this girl's so immature. She's the worst, blah, blah, blah. That guy deserves better. And it's like fucking, it's, of course, it's men saying that. So my envisioning was that the guy who wrote this one star review is just a man who's judging me for, you know what I mean? Because men are very judgy and obviously sexist and stuff. When you put it in that context of yeah. like the other places you've seen that too, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And go on fucking Reddit. That's how guys are everywhere all over the internet, you know? So it's just like, ugh. This is what I have to deal with. Well, for any listeners who want to make their own judgment, go listen to the first podcast and then go read the review and see if you have any opinions. And if you're listening at this point and you haven't left me a review yet, please give me stars because that'll make me look better on the torts and uh, I want to do well. So anyway. Moving on from the the world renowned, now we're on the charts. It's a big deal. And now we're going to talk about the topic at hand, which I'm nervous. So for people that have listened for a while, you'll probably know by now if I'm coming on the podcast, we're going to talk about Alex. That's true. It's going to be about me. So I have guests that I like to talk about myself with and you were one of them. So Alex, tell us what you're going to talk about today. Okay, so today what I want to talk about, and I know I've mentioned this so many times, but I don't think I've gotten into the full story. I want to talk about the guy who broke my heart because I'm ready to have a full conversation about it and I'm ready to let it go finally. I'm really excited to go over this because this is something that I very much got to see you in the moment of it and going through it. And now with the kind of hindsight that you have, I'm Mm -hmm. excited to see what takeaways you have from it and really how that is affected, how you might move forward, dating and all that. 100%. And I think the thing is, and the reason this is coming up, and it's like annoying because I always talk about him and reference him, but because it is someone who has hurt me the most, I think, of like any guy. And But the reason I feel like I'm finally ready to let it go is because I saw him and encountered him, Mm. which of course we'll get to in the span of this episode, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think we should start from the very top. Okay. And I also want to preface this by saying the reason I am okay with talking about this, like obviously I reference things a lot, but the reason I'm okay with talking about this in depth is because the percentage of people that are knowing who I'm talking about right now is so few. Like, if you found if you started listening to this right now and only knew me for like the past month or something, you are not able to identify this guy in no way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like I would never talk about someone that like people could easily identify. Mm-hmm. But with him, it's been so far away and like I have no trace of him on my social media whatsoever. Like we like we unfollowed each other. I'm him on literally nothing. So it's like there's no way anyone could associate this unless they already know. Yeah. So I want to preface that by saying I'm not giving away any identifying details in any sort of way. So don't look for them. Yeah, so don't like don't look for them because you won't find anything. All right, well, let's start at the beginning. Okay, so it all started when I was 15. 
<laughs> going real far back. Um, okay, so I had met this guy my sophomore year of high school. So it's a very, very long history. And I will say, I feel like there's something about, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's always going to be something about the guy you really liked in high school. Yeah, and I have that the same thing yeah. for people that I liked in high school. Yeah, it's, it's just... Like you look back at it in a way of like, before you had any like prejudices yeah. or any way that you look at relationships is very pure and like 100% without judgments very pure that's that's a good way to put it it's very pure and it's just like you're going you're in such a vulnerable time of your life at that point because you're going through puberty and going through changes and finding out what things are and what things aren't and whatever that like it just it just I think it's always going to stick with people like who they really liked in high school of course for me it spanned into college for him with him too but I met him my sophomore year of high school I remember it was at a football game so it was in the fall like early whatever. He didn't go to my high school. He went to like the high school that was like next to ours that like always like everyone knew each other. And what had happened was he he was just like good, like best friends with someone that I was good friends with who went to my school. And it, it just became a thing where, cause this was when Facebook was big. So we would just always communicate on Facebook and like always message, whatever. Then at a certain point, um, <laughs> We just, like, started, like, you know when you're in high school and you're like, oh, I'm talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of was like that, but I was also talking to this other guy. So, like, I didn't like this, the guy the guy who broke my heart. Do I didn't you like give him, him as much. Do you want to give him, like, a, a fake name? I should give him a fake name. Ryan? That's a great fake that name. That just came to it's my head. It's a very generic fake yeah, name. Yeah, very generic. We'll stick with Ryan. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone who's named Ryan. I don't mean to call I know, out it's, your name. That's like the most basic name, so I just thought of it. Um, I'm sure all Ryans are very unique in their own specific mm, ways. Just kidding. I think there's like two Ryans in my life that I like just fine. Anyway, so Ryan. <laughs> so Ryan and I, um, I was talking to someone else. So I didn't, Ryan was kind of on the back burner for me. Mm-hmm. And this sounds so bad, but I need to be honest. Like in high school, it's not that like, like you like people kind of cared who you hung out with and all that and I I was like maybe a year later I would never think like this at all but I was like oh Ryan's kind of nerdy like I don't know if I really like Ryan like that because he's not that cool and it's like not something I like would ever have admit out loud but it's like a subconscious really deep thing I had so I was like I don't think I want to (laughs) and so and also you're in high school yeah like I was 15 that's much more acceptable behavior (laughs) yeah exactly like I would never think that now like look at my friends (laughs) look at you just kidding (laughs) Oh my god, I'm totally kidding. Um, like, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, like, I don't know. I'm nerdy too, so it's like whatever. But back then, it was like a thing. So I was talking to this other guy, but then that ended up ending. But with Ryan, like, we would just talk on the phone all the time, and like, it would be like it was just so natural with him. And like, when you're 15, it's natural with everyone. But like with him, I was just like whatever. So then, um, I remember we went on a not double date. But it was, like, me and him and then his friend, the one that went to my school, and then my friend Brittany. All four of us hung out. Um, we went to Parkway Bowl in El Cajon. Bowling. Yeah. That is a high school thing. It's day. such a high school <laughs> thing. And, like, we were all just hanging out. And I remember, like, my mom picked Brittany and I up. Brittany and me up. And I never say I and then I just did just yeah, that. Yeah, n- like, nice It wasn't even there. correct. <laughs> um, so my mom picked Brittany and me up. And Ryan was, like... 
oh, is that your mom? I wanted to kiss you. And I was like, okay, bye. Because like, I wasn't <laughs> sure if I was in the hill. So I left with me and went in our car. Then I think that's when I kind of stopped talking to him for like maybe a month or two. Then, um, why um, do you think that was? I think I was just like, let me pursue this other guy. And then that never happened. And then I think I was trying to, I think I've always been this way. And I kind of am this way now where it's like, like I'll like flirt, flirt, flirt. And then they'll like me a lot. And I'll be like, Yeet, never mind. Like that's something I kind of do. And so I think I did that then too. And so I realized like, oh, he's kind of catching feelings a little bit. Let's push this back. So then we stopped talking and then we became really good friends again and started talking on the phone again all the time, like a month later. But then again, I was like, oh, he's kind of nerdy. Then he ended up getting a girlfriend. We need to call her. If there's too many, Sharpay, let's just say Sharpay and Ryan from, yeah, from High School Musical. Although she's not a Sharpay, I'm a Sharpay, but (laughs) I just needed. We're sticking with it. I needed to make it easy so I'd remember her name. (laughs) So Sharpay and Ryan start dating and she does not like me at all. She hates me. She tells Ryan to stop talking to me. So, so she knew your history a little bit. She must have. I don't know if she knew or I don't know if she actually knew, but she must have had like an idea. Like, I feel like a lot of girls know, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of tell vibes. So uh, me and him stopped talking. We would like text occasionally, but never where we were before. Then the summer after my junior year. So they dated like a year and a couple months. The summer after my junior year, before my senior year, they broke up. He immediately was like, let's hang out. Like, let's get together, blah, blah, blah. So um, I remember me, him, and Brittany hung out. And one day we, like, went to the beach, and it was fun. And then a couple days later, we, like, went to the movies. And I remember that was when Grown Ups 2 and The Conjuring were out because we movie hopped. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just remember that distinctly. And, like, I just remember I was, like, it's been a year and a couple months, but, like, it's so natural. Like, being with him is just, like... Yeah, like it's so easy to talk to him. Yeah, that that same impression you always had. I had again came back right when away. I was seventeen. So still in high school. Though. Still in high school. And yeah, so this is the summer before senior year of high school. So then I remember me, my best friend Megan, her boyfriend at the time, and Ryan were gonna go to Boomers. Another great high school date. Another great high school date. And I remember being like, okay, no one said this was a double date, but let's look at the facts here. You know what I mean? It's like, it was like subliminally, everyone kind of knew what was going on. I remember Megan and I spent like two hours Googling how to tell a guy you like him before this double date. Cause we were going to like go separately, like me and Ryan go together and then like her and her boyfriend go together, meet up. So then we'd be able to like leave separately and I'd be able to have my moment with Ryan, tell him my feelings, all this stuff. I had this whole plan. So I remember a few hours before I was at Olive Garden (laughs) with my mom and dad. Some things never change. (laughs) Some things never change. So I was at Olive Garden with my mom and dad and I got a text from Ryan and he was like, oh, my best friend's actually having her going away because she was moved, or not his best friend, but one of his friends in his group. She's having a going away party right now. She was like moving to like, I don't know, a different state. I can't go tonight anymore. I remember I read that text. I like put it down. I'm at Olive Garden with my parents and I was just like, 
I just started crying. And I remember that was, like, the first time I've ever cried over a guy. And it was, like, not even, like, my guy. I was just, like, you know what I mean? And don't worry. This isn't the part where he breaks her heart. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is... We're still in very early days. Um, But, like, like, I was just, like, so... I just... And I remember, like, my mom and dad were, like, not sure how to act. Because, like, they've never seen me cry over a guy before. Um, So that happened. And then we didn't really talk senior year of high school. Then summer before starting college came. And he and he was moving states um, to go to college. And so we were like, oh, let's get together before you move. So we went to... Uh, uh, like, this was like the same... This is Rancho San Diego, if anyone's familiar. There's like a Target there, a movie theater, a Rubio's. And it's funny because a lot of like the stuff with him happened here. Like, it's kind of, it's just kind of funny. So we met up at Rubio's. I have that same thing when I think about, like, <laughs> relationships I had in high yeah. school. There's, like, the place it happened. Yeah, there's, yeah. and there's, it's, like, specific places that, like, you just hang out in high school. And, like, I'm sure everyone's had these moments oh, at these places. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. So we met up for Rubio's, and I remember I was, like, I was, like, I get shaky when I'm nervous, like, initially, and I was, like, shaking a little. I I just remember being so nervous to, like, see him because it had been a year, and, like, last time I saw him was, like, I was super upset about, like, the situation. So you hadn't seen him at all after he, we'll say, canceled the double date. Yeah. Hadn't seen seen him at all. And I think he briefly got back together with the girlfriend. With Sharpay. With Sharpay. I'm pretty sure senior year he did. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. So I think that had something to do with it, too. So then we get together, and it's like nothing has changed. At this point, we're 18. (laughs) And and again, this is how it always is. Always is. It comes back to you. It's supernatural. Mm -hmm. And why do you think that is? I think he, I truly, people judge me for saying this. I think he was one of my soulmates. I truly believe it. It was just so natural with him. And, like, we had, like, a chemistry that I have not experienced with other people before. You and I have talked a lot about soulmates. Yeah. I think a little bit on the podcast, too. Yeah. Give it, I want to hear, like, your general theory about soulmates. Like, your, your yeah. three-sentence version of it. I think soulmates are just people you have, like, a connection with that you can't explain. Like, a chemistry of sorts. And I think you can have it with multiple people. And you can have different styles of... I know we've talked... We definitely talked about this on the last podcast. But you can have, like, friendship ones and you can have whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to say, like, oh, me and Ryan were romantic soulmates. Because, like, obviously... (sighs) Maybe he was one of your romantic soulmates. Yeah, but... And it just didn't work out. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Because I was just going to say, obviously, we weren't because we weren't romantic. But then we kind of, like, we both knew there was that romantic undertone. So, yeah, I think it just wasn't meant to work out. And he's kind of an asshole. But but that soulmate mentality is kind of the, the general theme that runs through this. Yeah, for sure. So it was like nothing changed. And then this time, too... And keep in mind, we're 18 at this point. This mind too, it just, this time also, it just felt like, it felt like we both knew it was like something more, but it couldn't be because he was going to college somewhere else. Like it just felt different that time because it was like, The situation was wrong. Yeah. So that happened. Then every time he came back, like for winter or for summer or whatever, we would hang out and it would always be like nothing changed. 
And that happened like every time he was on a break? Every time he was on a break, we would see each other one time. Yeah. And he, but over summers, he was still living in that state as well. So he would only be like a week at a time visiting and we would always get together. So now let's uh, fast forward to the important part. Yeah. So this is going to be the summer of 2017. And keep in mind, before the action had happened, my sister and I, like, just to get paint a picture of how close of friends he and I were, like, especially near, like, the end, like, so my junior year of college, we would, like, FaceTime every maybe two weeks. Like, we always talked. Yeah, Um, I'm remembering that now. Yeah, and I would, like, talk to him, talk about him to people, and I'd be like, (laughs) he's just, I'm in love with him. (laughs) Like, I would just always tell people that. So then um, my sister and I, just to paint a picture of how close he and I were, my sister and I went up to visit and we stayed with him. He like opened his house to us, like whatever. And I remember like he and I were like in his, cause he, we were, my sister and I were staying in the living room, but he lived like in the downstairs area. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. I just said the city. I'm going to have to bleep that out. I wasn't going to mention it, but I was going <laughs> to tell you after you need to bleep that out. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to bleep that out. Anyways. <laughs> I was doing so well, You were doing so well. (laughs) Um, Again, we said, don't listen for the details. (laughs) Listen just to the story. (laughs) So, um, and he lived in, like, the basement area Mm -hmm. of it. So I went, I would go, my sister was, like, sleeping, and I'd go downstairs, and we just, like, hung out for hours and just, like, talked. And it was just, it's just so natural with him. So then that happened. Then two weeks later, he was in San Diego, and it was for his birthday, his 21st birthday. And this is still the summer of 2017. This is summer of 2017. So um, it was like he invited like a, just a bunch of his, like he had a solid friend group in high school. So it was them plus me. And like I knew a lot of them. And then um, I was like, oh, can I invite Daisy? So Daisy came and then our friend Arlene came. So it was us three and then all these guys. So keep in mind, I'm the only girl he invited. We'll get to that. So uh, it was just, it was a very fun night. Like I got, we all got like a solid level of drunk. And at the end of the night, his parents, he's kind of like rich and privileged. (laughs) So his parents had rented a hotel room um, in Gaslamp for us all to like kind of stay at or whatever. As rich people do. As rich people do. (laughs) So I remember just like at the end of the night, like we were all in the hotel room and Ryan was like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, okay. So it's like 2 or 3 a.m. We go for a walk. We're walking around like Seaport Village. Like when we stop and sit like where the midway is, you know, we were just like sitting overlooking the water and we're just talking and whatever. And then he turns to me and he's like, you know, I've always had a thing for you, right? And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You remember when in high school you were like, how to tell boy that yeah. you like him. <laughs> I feel like that's how he looked it up. Like, how, how to tell girl that you've liked for four <laughs> years, five years that you like her. Yeah, no, literally. It was just like, I don't know. But he said it so casual. And I was like, wait, huh? And then he's like, yeah, like, like I've always had a thing for you. You've always had a thing. Or like, or maybe he didn't say that. But I was like, yeah, I've always had a thing for you too. Like, whatever. And then we started talking about like, oh, but we're never going to be able to like be together because he always wanted to live in the place he was living. And I knew after graduating college at this time, I knew I wanted to go to LA. So I was like, it's just never going to work. Like we're not. The situation is never right. Yeah. And and I feel like that's the case with a lot of soulmates too. Probably. Is that like, even though you might be soulmates, Mm -hmm. the situation doesn't work out. So then you're not 
the soulmate. Yeah, but like this is a lot deeper than the situation. Yeah. I think. So and, and we'll get that. into that. I'm just I'm just putting in my own little yeah. opinion here and there, <laughs> sprinkling it in. <laughs> So then at this point, I think we talked about, we were like, oh, that's kind of sad, whatever. Then I remember he was, I could, you know, when like someone looks at you and you know, they're about to kiss you. I like got the worst butterflies. I was like, oh my God, I can't. I, I literally was like, hold on. I have to compose myself. I was like, fuck, you're about to kiss me. And then Cause we, at that point, that's like five, five years, years of built up like sexual tension. Like, yeah. And so then we start making out and it's like, fine and then we walk back to the hotel and we like stop at various places to make out i would say usually if someone describes making out as fine you're doing something wrong (laughs) why did i just say fine you said fine probably because i have a negative connotation with the whole situation now it was i mean he wasn't the best kisser but it was like it was like oh fuck this has been building up for so long so it's like obviously gonna be a good kiss um anyway anyway so we go back to the hotel room and keep in mind it was like it was like a living room thing, then a little area, then like the bedroom, and there were two beds. As rich people do. As rich people do. So he and I were in one bed, and our friend Arlene, well, my friend Arlene, was in the bed next to us. And like, <laughs> like Arlene would have no problem with someone hooking up next to her. I just want to preface it by that. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Does she know this happened? She knows this happened, yeah. Okay. Um, and like, literally, this isn't a bombshell This podcast. isn't a bombshell. And literally the next morning, she was like, oh my god, of course you could have. Like, and I, I was like, I knew it. Like, if I was in a bed and people were hooking up next to me, like, I'd be fine with it. You know what I mean? In that situation. Like, obviously, if I'm in my home, <laughs> I don't want someone <laughs> hooking up next to me. But like, if you're in that situation, like, whatever. And she was dead asleep, too. But then, like... So we were, like, in the bed and, like, just canoodling. We weren't, nothing crazy was happening. But I remember he was, like, she's in the bed next to us. And I'm, like, she's she's fucking fine. Like, just whatever. And then all of a sudden I just hear, Alex? (laughs) And Arlene had woken up. (laughs) And we were, like, oh, fuck. (laughs) But then Arlene goes back to sleep. And then. Wait, did um, you say anything? (laughs) I was just, like, oh, oh. She said, Alex. I was, like, yeah. And she goes, I was just checking to see if you're right. <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, but he and I had kind of stopped canoodling at this point, and it was probably like four or five a.m. at this point too. So we just went to sleep, and that had been the last time I talked to him <laughs> in person ever. But no, no, that's a lie. Just kidding. I saw him. Hold on, we'll get to that. Well, basically, that was like the last conversation I've had with him. Mm-hmm. So then, the next morning. Um, one of his friends took me and Arlene back because he was going that way as well. So we just left. So I didn't say goodbye to Ryan. I just kind of dipped out because it was 7 a.m. I think when we left. And um, I hadn't heard from Ryan all day. And I was like, that's weird. Like, like we just kind of changed our friendship. Like, even yeah. if it's not like, even if we weren't going to get in a relationship, we like we just hooked up. Like, and we that's unnatural for us. So I'm like after the, five years, after five years, up. so I'm like that's really weird that I haven't heard from him. So, um, <laughs> I think that night, the next night, I texted him and I was like, "Hey, like, did you? Oh, because we were going to hang out again before he went back home, or to his home." Um, so I was like, hey, did you still want to, like, figure out a day to, like, get together or something? I didn't hear from him for another day. And he was like, oh, I think I'm going to be, like, too busy. But we can FaceTime when I'm back in insert city. So I was like, um, that's, like, I was like, that's interesting. I forget what I had said. I 
I don't remember what I said, but at this point I had an anonymous dating blog, <laughs> but it's like all my friends knew about the blog. So it's like he, cause he was one of my good friends knew about the blog. I might have posted about something on it, but I don't I feel like you did. I think I did too. Yeah. So he kind of knew what I was feeling, but he still wasn't like that mad about it. It was just like up in the air. Then that Friday night. So his birthday was on a Tuesday that Friday night. I was out in PB with friends and I'm at Shore Club where all the things happen. I'm at the bar. I was just like looking around. I look to my left. I look to my right. I see Ryan's friend, Ryan's friend. Then I'm like, okay, there's Ryan. Then next to Ryan is Sharpay. (laughs) And I was like, I like took a breath. I'm like, okay. So he's here right now with his ex-girlfriend, three days after hooking up with me. Keep in mind, she wasn't invited to his birthday. Yeah. Interesting. So I go on right up to them. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, guys, like talking to the friends. And I'm like, oh, hi, Sharpay. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. Um, just like being whatever. They're being weird. They're like secluding themselves. Um But then I'm, like, talking to his friends or whatever. Maybe after, like, five or ten minutes, Sharpay and Ryan leave. Just them two leave. Without saying a word. Without really saying goodbye. I think I talked to Sharpay for a second, and Sharpay was like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. Like, your stories are so funny. And I'm like, haha, thanks. (laughs) But, like, at, at this point, like, I've always had a negative view of her, too, because all I know of her is she didn't like me in high school. So yeah. it's like, I, I mean, I'm going to be, like, nice to you, but it's like, I don't want to associate with you. I mean, that you. was high school, too. It was high school, too, but it's also, like, I'm walking over here and she kind of gave me a dirty look. It's just, like, I don't... There's no reason there's to no reason. Associate. Yeah, and then it's, like, whatever. So they left, and I'm just, like, talking to Ryan's friends, and I end up, like kissing one of the friends but whatever (laughs) me and this friend always talk whatever so that night ends i'll get back to that later yeah we can get back to that so that night ends so that's a friday night then i think i did a blog post i don't know i might have maybe i was texting him and i was like what the fuck and then um we ended up having a phone call when he was back in his city And so when we were on the phone, I remember I was, like, trying to talk to him about stuff. And he was, like, just making it, like, a joke. And I don't mean he was, like, turning my feelings into a joke. I mean, like, I was trying to have a serious conversation and he was trying to make it lighthearted and make me feel better in that way. But, like, which is fine. I obviously, (laughs) I joke about everything. But, like, if I'm upset about something, I need to have, like, a conversation about it. I can't just move past it. Yeah, so it wasn't that he was trying to invalidate your feelings. Yeah. It's just that he was trying to deal with it in a different way. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't trying to invalidate my feelings, but I felt like he wasn't listening to me. Yeah. So, like, we ended up having a great conversation. Like, we were laughing, we were joking, whatever. But then I hung up the phone, and I was thinking about it, and I'm just like, that sucks. Like, he wasn't listening to me. Like, he wasn't, like it almost felt like he wasn't taking me seriously and like what I was feeling because if this was as serious to him, he wouldn't be joking about it. Yeah. So I, and and based on everything that he was saying that night, mm -hmm. it sounded like it was just as serious as you. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing too. It's like both of us knew it wasn't going to be anything serious after that night, but both of us didn't know he was going to do the exact same thing days later with his ex-girlfriend. So 
at that night I had written a blog post about it, which I fully understand is not like the best thing to do. However, if you go into a situation, you know how this person reacts to things. He has known me for five years at this point. He has followed my unhonest dating blog for a year at this point. He knows that's what I'm going to do. Like, you know what I mean? You don't like you don't like go up to a bee and go like, let me poke you and then get mad when you get stung. You know what I mean? It's just like, it like that's clearly how I deal with things. Except for a stinger, it's a post on a blog, but yes, exactly. It's a post on a blog. So I had blogged about it and keep in mind, he had been replying to my texts after like a day or 24 hours. I blogged about it at like 1am that night. I get a text from him at 7am the next morning. Or, like, six hours later. Um, I could find the text, but that seems a little extreme to read the text. But it was something like... He was just basically saying everything was inaccurate, like, what I was saying. So, But it was, like, mostly my feelings. So I'm like, how the fuck are you going to say it's inaccurate? Mm -hmm. And then I think I had written at the end the conclusion of what I wrote. And I said something like, "Um, I don't even know if I can be friends with him because I'm so hurt. And he was like, "Um, well, you got what you wanted. Like, we're not friends anymore. Something like that. That's how he, like had ended the text and I was like well fuck like I don't know do you think in that situation he was trying to invalidate your feelings or trying to dispute what happened I mean I don't think he was intentionally trying to invalidate my feelings but like that's how that's how communication isn't what you say it's how the other person takes it so it's like Mm. yes he invalidated my feelings I don't think that was necessarily his intention I think his intention was just to be mean at that wow. point, I think he was just mad and I think he wanted to be mean. And do you think that came from a place of like being defensive or? I don't know. I guess so. I don't. I, I just I just think he didn't see it the same way I did and just was like, because you know what I mean? When you're in an argument and you're just like trying to like win, <laughs> like I think that's how it was. And he was just throwing, throwing the mean stuff out there. Like you got what you wanted. I have the final word. Bye. Yeah. Not- you know. Not trying to go out in a way where you're actually trying to fix it and, like, yeah. maintain the friendship, but just, again, taking that last word. 100%. And so, and it's just, like, okay, like, I, I didn't reply to that text because I'm, like, okay. But I'm just, like, if uh, if something like that had happened with me, like, say, okay, say the roles were reversed and I was with a guy a couple days later and I really hurt someone, I wouldn't want, I personally don't think I would intentionally go hurt them again. It just seems overkill, but whatever. We all deal with things different. I'm going to call you out though. Okay, go ahead. Do you think you hooked up with his friend that night in a way to try and get Maliciously? No, I think it just kind of happened because here's the thing. We only kissed a little bit. And I think if I wanted to be more manipulative, I would have done more. Because we only really kiss, and then I was like, okay, bye. Like, it wasn't, like, more than that. Okay. Um, I think I was just I'll doing let you it. Get away. I'll let you get away with that explanation. But it's true. I mean, like, if I, want, if I wanted to, like, put more salt in whoever's wounds, because it probably would have been mine at that point. It wouldn't have even been Ryan's. Like, I would have gone home with this guy. I didn't. We were just kissing a little bit at the bar. Like, and then once I left that bar, I didn't see him again that night. Do you think that affected Ryan's like how he handled I don't the think situation. he knows anything about me wow, and that guy. Wow, really? Okay. Because mm-hmm. me and that guy have kind of 
nothing really has ever happened again, but we've like met up a couple times and like mm. have flirted over text. I don't think Ryan knows any of that. Well, if Ryan finds out about this <laughs> podcast, he's going to know. <laughs> I, I don't think he, and if he listens, I mean. <laughs> Let's say he does listen. Okay. After telling this whole story. Right. Do you have something that you would tell him now? Well, wait, I'm not done with the story. Oh. There's more. Yeah. Okay. I'll okay. Well, at, remember I'm that gonna, question. I'm going to return to that question. Yeah, table that question. Okay, so that was, what, beginning of August 2017. Mm-hmm. So then, if you're a loyal podcast listener, you all know the episode where I interviewed the guy who ghosted me. That had been the following summer. So summer after graduating college, I was in L.A., um, I was starting this podcast and I was like, let me interview this ghoster, had him on the podcast. He left. I was on such a high after that. I was like, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm ready to forgive. I'm going to text Ryan right now. So I had texted him and I was like, Hey, like, feel free to ignore this text. But I just wanted to let you know, I was thinking of you and I hope you're doing well. So I sent him that text a year later. And I was on my Mac, so I saw, like, the iMessage thing, and, like, I saw he immediately started typing, and he was typing for a while, and then the bubbles just went away, and he never replied. Wow. Yeah. What do you think he would have said? <laughs> I don't know. I truly couldn't tell you. Because that's, that's a lot. Like, if someone's typing that much, and then they just say, yeah. I'm better off not saying it. Yeah. That means that they still have some sort of feeling, Mm -hmm. but that they feel they'll just get more hurt by sharing those feelings. That's one way that that situation. I almost like this sounds so bad. And I like, I don't know if it's just like, I have a negative perception on him, but I almost feel like it was going to be something mean. I don't know why. Based off what you said, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I really don't know why. And it's weird to me because, like, I know that I can, in the heat of the moment, say really mean things. But, like, like even take for the other day. Like, you know, we were because ta- we were talking about it. I was really mad at someone mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life. And the next day, I'm, like, over it. Like, yeah. I'm not over it, but it's, like, I'm ready to, like, be, like, okay, shit. I kind of overreacted a little bit, but here's why I was annoyed in the moment. Like, I'm very reactive at, at the moment, but once time has passed, like, a day or, like, a sleep, <laughs> like, <laughs> then I'm over it. Um, and, and your logic of why you're upset is still there. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, I'm able to process it and able to talk about it in a mature way. So, the fact that <laughs> I even think a year later he would still be mean like that. And that's the way he would react. I feel like that's how he would react, and I don't know why. I could be being unfair right now, but I don't know why I think that, but I think that. Because I don't know why, if he weren't to say something mean, he wouldn't have replied. I feel... I've had a lot of situations in my life where I've planned something I would say to someone. Yeah. If I ever had the chance to talk to them again. Yeah. And... I can't think of a moment where I've had the chance to say those like thought up sayings and sentences, but when, if I ever got that chance, I wouldn't be surprised if I just would say it's not worth the effort. Yeah. And I could see that being the case here. Yeah. 
That makes sense. But at the same time, with the way that you've talked about how he handles these kinds of situations, yeah. it could be that he would just be doing it to say something malicious and then chose against it. Right. So, I mean, that would say something, too. That would be a positive thing. But. Right. So then, and keep in mind at this point, I'm living in L.A., and I think I just... Because I'll look at who looks at my Instagram stories. And you know how at the very bottom it's the people that you don't follow back? Well, now I do. Well, now you do. <laughs> but it's in, it's, I don't know what order it is. It's like people you interact with most at the top. And then at the very, very bottom, it's all the people you don't follow back. So I had just been looking at that, I think. And I saw that Sharpay was looking at my stories. So I was like, oh, I'll go stalk her. Um, <laughs> and this was probably a year after his birthday incident that I saw, discovered this, but they are together and they're still together to this day. So I'm assuming, I don't know, but I think they must have been talking for a while. Maybe he wanted to get this last thing off his chest, hook up with this last girl. And I was that girl. That's probably what it is. So, um, time had passed, whatever. And it's obviously something like, it's not like I'm continually thinking about him, but yes, you could say I'm not over it in the sense that like, it still bothers me. So then, um, since moving back to San Diego, I've been going to a spin studio Pure, It's downtown. It's the best. I'm obsessed with it. Feel free to sponsor Pure F for real. Um, so, uh, I've just been going and like, there's not many guys who go to spin classes and there's a guy that has been going and like, I'm like, that kind of looks like Ryan's dad. But like, I had never met Ryan's dad, so I didn't think much about it. But it's something I just like, when I would see him, I'd be like, oh, that's interesting. Never thought much about it. Then, when was this? Like three weeks, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Two to three weeks. For yeah. Sure. I was at a class on a sun or a Saturday morning at 830. And I'm feeling good, whatever, feeling great about the class. No, no, no. Before I went to the class. Um, as I was driving over, I had like, and you all know I'm psychic. I just had like a weird feeling as I was driving. I was like, I feel like I'm going to see Ryan today, but I didn't dwell on it too much. I had that thought maybe 10 seconds later, stop thinking about it. It was like a, that's so Raven. Yeah. It was like, I was just driving and I was just like, I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to see him. What do they call it in that show? When vision. Visions. Yeah. It was a vision. Yeah. It and was just I, like, yeah, it was like a weird hit. Like I get weird hits sometimes. And it's like, sometimes it's hard for me to di differentiate like anxiety with like an intuitive feeling. But like, because I didn't dwell on it, that's how I'm like looking back. I'm like, okay, clearly that was an intuition thing because I wasn't like, oh fuck, I'm going to see him. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like I was just like, I'm going to see him. And then I moved past it. So I left my class feeling great and it's a very small studio. Like there's one spin room. It's not like there's multiple rooms. There's just one. Um, so I was like walking out of the locker room area, walking kind of towards the front door, but there's like a bunch of windows and the front doors in like the far corner. So I'm walking towards it. I'm just walking, you know, blah, blah, blah. I like see a guy walk past me and I like looked up at him and then I like looked away and then I looked up at him again and I kept walking and I was like, oh my God, that was Ryan. I just walked by Ryan in my spin studio. Like what the fuck? Like, it's not like it was outside. He was inside the spin studio. He's going to the 930 class. Like he's here. And like, 
it all happened so quickly and my brain just didn't process it that when I saw him, like I wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to react in any certain way, certain way, even if I wanted to, like, there's no way. But then I thought about it and like, he was looking dead in front of him as he walked, like just walking, like eyes straight forward, which isn't how people walk. Like That is the way you walk when you're trying to avoid someone. When you're trying to avoid someone. So I know for a fact he saw me. So at the same time, he had the same reaction. He saw you and didn't have anything to say. But to be fair, he had to have seen me before I saw him to be looking like that. He had more time to think about it. I had seen him the second we walked by each other. And to be fair, he's had a lot of time to think about it because this is even a similar situation to when you sent him a message Mm -hmm. and he chose not to send you a message. Yeah. So I walk out of the spin studio and I call my mom and I'm like, mom, something bad has happened. And she's like, oh my God, like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. (laughs) I was like, but I saw Ryan goes to my studio. Like, fuck, like, this is horrible. And like my immediate reaction, like, obviously I wanted to like post about it and tell people about it. But like my immediate reaction was just like, I feel violated. Like, like, this is my spin studio. Like, I don't want to share it with him. Like, that's so frustrating. And like, I know his girlfriend, Sharpay, she teaches spin classes at or something. So like, which I may block out, but like, I, I don't think that's that identifying. But um, at a gym. At a gym. And so I'm like, okay, oh God, they they go together and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck, like, I'm just going to see them. Like, this is so frustrating. But then I'm like, I don't know. So that bothered me for a bit. And it then, bothered you that you saw him or it bothered you that you felt violated? That I felt violated and that I felt like now every single time I go to the spin studio, which I have been going a lot, like I love it. Like I want a job there. That's how much I love it. Like ever, I'm just going to like be like, fuck, I'm going to run into him. Like, God damn it. And like I knew like, you know, when someone's new to like a spin studio or new to like a some sort of workout class, they look confused. Like he knew what he was doing. Like he has been here before. Mm. So, yeah, and then I later discover his dad does go there. His dad's a regular there, like a full-on regular. Like, he knows all the instructors. Like, Wow. He follows a lot of them on Instagram. Like, it's he's a regular. Does the dad know who you are, do you think? No, I don't think so. Because he's not close with his parents either. I mean, they're close, but they're not, like, me and my mom, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, obviously he knows, like they know his current girlfriend, but no, I'm sure they have no idea who I am. So yeah, that happened, but I'm kind of glad it happened. I think it took me seeing him to be like all this for him, like him, you know what I mean? And it's not that like, I'm at all trying to like minimize him as a person because obviously I feel very strongly about him, but it's just like, like who, like. I don't, I think it took seeing him to be like, okay, like it's fine. Like now when I think about him, I'm not going to be thinking about when we hooked up or him with his girlfriend. I'm going to be thinking he was the guy who was just trying to avoid eye contact with me at my spin studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense because then that kind of takes, it takes away him trying to hurt you. Right. And now it's something where he's trying to avoid you. Yeah. And it's like, is it? Why do you think he's trying to avoid you, though? I don't know. I, is it is it because he doesn't want to process the emotions or he's afraid of how you'll react? I mean, I really don't know. I feel like 
I don't, I, I don't know, because I don't know how much it affected him, everything that happened. I really have no idea. Like, I mean, for him to say those mean words after reading that blog post, he, it must have affected him. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know to what level he was affected by all this, but it had to have been a good amount. And it's just like, okay, like, I'm ready to forgive. <laughs> like, I really am. I think when I sent that message to him a year ago, excuse me, a year ago, and he never replied, um, I think I was just in, I was in a place because I just interviewed the ghoster that I was like, not really ready to forgive, but ready to like, start some drama and like, you know, let him back in my life. I think at this point now, it's like, I could never talk to him again. And I'm fine. Like, it's fine. I can never see him. I don't need any closure. Whereas before, I feel like I did need closure. For me, I feel like this was the closure seeing him. Wow. And I feel like for a lot of people, that wouldn't be enough. Yeah. I think it's enough for me because like, I know that it's like never going to be more than him avoiding eye contact with me. We're never going to be friends again. Like we're just not. It's, it's, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I, and that makes a lot of sense because I think part of closure is just knowing that you had it, Mm -hmm. having that one moment where you can say, this is the wrap up. This is the conclusion. Right. And you're getting rid of the expectations of how you think you should move forward. And I feel like removing those expectations is Mm -hmm. so important for a lot of like either ending relationships or even ways to build on relationships you're in at the moment. Yeah. And like, maybe I already said this, but I want to articulate it better. I think I think the reason is because, like I said, the last time I had seen him was when everything went down. And, like, this time I saw him, and yes, while I didn't process it at first, like, if I had processed it and I went back and was like, wait, Ryan, like, I would, there's nothing I would have said to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have been like, you suck or good to see, like, there's nothing I wanted to say to him at all. So, like, I think that's why I feel like, okay, this is it. I'm fine. Hmm. So yeah, (laughs) that that's a lot. That's for sure. But it's really interesting to hear your perspective on like, again, it's Mm -hmm. looking back on it. And and I feel like you wouldn't have been able to give that perspective if you hadn't seen him, Yeah, which is so interesting how just in person and seeing them, especially at a place where you're less emotionally vulnerable. Right. That's so important. Mm -hmm. And it's part of getting that closure too. Yeah. And like, this is stupid, but like, it felt good knowing like, I just came from a workout class. Like I was sweaty, but I was clearly like happy. And like, like he, I I don't know if he's looked at my social media. I don't know if he knows anything that I'm doing, but like, even if he didn't, he just caught me at a good time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, and especially like, I feel like I'm in a really good place right now and just in life and in everything in general that it's like, I don't even need to prove it to him. But like the fact that I just happen to be in like a really good place in that moment too kind of felt good. Hmm. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, I think it does. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. And okay. like, I really want to, oh yeah, ask your questions. I, like, I do have some questions. I'm glad I like talked about all this because it feels very therapeutic to finally like just get the story off my chest. And for me, like talking through my emotions and like honestly having people listen to it for me puts it all out on the table and takes it out of my mind and out of my heart. And now it's for the world, for the charts, <laughs> for the charts. You know what I mean though? It's like, it's not, it's not my story anymore. It's just a story. That's a really interesting way to put it. Yeah. 
The question I was going to ask. Okay. You say he's the man that broke your heart. Yes. And I feel like with most heartbreak stories, Mm -hmm. there is one moment where the heartbreak happened. Okay. And I feel like for here. Oh, yeah. I I know what it is. I, I just see like a couple of different moments that you could label as heartbreak. Yeah. And I kind of want to know what you identify that moment as. Okay. I would say either the moment I saw him with Sharpay or the moment I hung up the phone with him. Interesting. It's one of those. Part of me was thinking it was going to be the moment when you found out that they were together. (laughs) But it's like, it's like I saw that and like, yes, it was surprising, but it also wasn't surprising. So no, I don't think that was it for me because like at that point there's, it's not like I was holding out hope still for in any way. So I, the reason I say it was either when I saw him with her at the bar or when I hung up the phone, because when I saw him and her at the bar, I was like, well, okay, I wasn't special. Yeah. And then, you know, I think that was how I was reading, learning that they were together mm, because I was seeing it as having that moment and then looking back on everything that happened right. with a different lens. Yeah. But you had that moment when you first saw them. Yeah. And then when I when I hung up the phone right before writing that blog post, it was like maybe something in me knew that was the last time we would actually have a conversation. Or maybe that's just the moment that I was like, fuck, I can't I can't be friends with I can't. Like I can't do this. <laughs> And you're not only losing everything that happened, mm-hmm. but you're also losing the friendship that you value for five yeah. years. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I've had people question me. I think it even happened on a podcast, the one with Jordan Dennison. I was, I think he was like, you're still not over that? And I'm like, no, because for me, it's not like, like, yes, there's heartbreak in actual relationships that people have. But, like, first of all, I've only had one relationship. Second of all, this to me that relationship was what, like three months. And then I was friends with him for a few months before that. But this with Ryan was a five year span with so many emotions, like not just romantic, but like friendship. And like, he, he felt super close to me. Like I would talk to him about so many things. And as you've grown as a person, he's yeah. been constant. Mm-hmm. And to lose that constant is such a, a blow. Yeah. He was always there. Even if we weren't, like, talking every single day, he was there. His Mm -hmm. presence was there. Hmm. Okay. Another question. Okay. Similarly to what Jordan was saying. Okay. This whole, oh, you're not over it. Uh Uh-huh. How do you think this situation and either how you dealt with it or how you felt during this situation, how do you think that's affected the way you date other people or the things that you look for in Um, someone that could be a soulmate? I mean, first of all, I don't think soulmate something you look for. Interesting. So I'll dispute that. Yeah. And you can disregard that if you want. I'm more interested. Uh, Like a relationship in general. Yeah. I'm more interested in just learning, bringing it back to the dating or at least trying. Yeah. In your process of dating, how do you think this heartbreak Mm -hmm. has affected how you date? I will say, I feel like since then, I've never really put all my eggs in one basket, if that makes sense. I think I've, like, been someone my whole life, kind of, who's had, like, one big crush at a certain point in my life, and then, like, would still talk to other people on the side, but it's like, I always had that one, like, constant crush. And since then, I have never had that. 
And I see that too. Yeah. Now that you say that, that's something I can definitely see. And like, even just in stuff that you've talked about on the podcast, mm-hmm. there's always been, okay, this happened, mm-hmm. but there was someone else. Yeah. And I do see that shift having known you for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I, I knew you when you were more someone that would look for one person. Yeah. And now that's definitely a shift I've seen. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, but not to say like, I'm not, I don't want a relationship, but it's more like, I mean, like I want to explore my options too, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like, I don't know. I'm like, I really, I, I'm trying to decide if it's affected friendships in any way. Interesting. I don't know if it has. I don't know if it necessarily has, because it's really not like he was someone I li- who was, like, my best friend. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I considered him one of my best friends, but I wasn't, like, I've never been the type of person to have one best friend. So, and I can't attribute that to what had happened. So, yeah, I would say mostly just I don't have, like, a constant in my life. And I haven't since then. I ask that because I feel like everyone who has that moment of heartbreak uh-huh. that always affects them, how they look towards the other relationships right. or even not relationships yeah okay one last question okay we kind of mentioned it earlier and i still think it's a really good question let's say ryan listens to this podcast okay what is the one thing that you would say to him now that you've seen him and you've had time to reflect on everything this is a completely different emotional point okay than any other time that you've tried to reach out I know you don't want to reach out, Mm -hmm. but let's say you want to just put it out to the world. What is the one thing you'd want to say? Okay. I swear I'm not saying this to be funny. All I would say is thank you for listening. I'm not just saying that to be funny. I swear that's the only thing I would say. I have nothing to say. That's powerful. (laughs) No, I really like that because like he's listening for a reason. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to end it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. For real. Like, I just celebrated my one-year anniversary of dating or at least trying on October 9th. And I just, like I I said this in an Instagram post, but I really would do this even if no one was listening. But the fact that you all subscribe, and I don't know how how many of you get this far into the podcast, but thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate it, truly. Like, more than I can describe. Well, that's all great, I have to say. It was great being on, and I, I'm excited to still try and compete for the most features. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for asking me all these questions. They were great questions. I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you all, for real, for listening to Dating or At Least Trying. This has been another episode. My name is Alex, and today I was joined by... Nate. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs>